In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Good morning. In looking at this this particular gospel lesson and reading St. Nikolai, I struggled to come up with a three-point sermon, and I just couldn't reduce it to that. So <laughs> I think maybe it's about a five- or six-point sermon, which unfortunately um, it tends to ramble when it goes past three points. <laughs> But we'll try to make it concise if we can. Uh, first of all, just a note, um, really a, a, a note of joy about celebrating St. Exenia today. I, re- I remember uh, when we were struggling with our building project to get it approved. And just before the uh, the final hearing that we were hoping to get approval, it looked like it was two for, two in favor and three against our building project on the planning commission. And we celebrated St. Exenia and her icon began to flow uh, with myrrh and with the hearing it was 5-0 in favor of our project. And we all kind of joked, but maybe it was true, that she went in the middle of the night and shook her stick at all the planning commissioners saying, you're going to let them build this church. So we give thanks to her knowing that she came and helped us with our building project. Today we find the Lord passing through Jericho. He was on his way to Jerusalem for those fateful events. And on his way to Jerusalem, he passed by Jericho. And there is a blind man beside the road. St. Nikolai points out to us that there were many more blind men in Jerusalem. Spiritually blind men. And that although it seems like everything happens by chance, in fact everything is timed down to the greatest detail and according to God's plan, and for His salvation. Jesus came along the road beside this man, and this was, though all by God's providence, the Lord was to open the bodily eyes of this blind wretch only a few days before the spiritually blind in Jerusalem were to crucify Him. He points out, St. Nikolai points out to us that if there were not spiritual blindness in this world, there wouldn't be any physically blind people. 
That sounds almost preposterous on the surface, but especially to the scientific mind. But when I pause to think about it, I don't know that I could come up with a better explanation of why are, why are there blind people in the world except to show me that I'm spiritually blind and to convict me of my spiritual blindness and to compel me to do something about it. We find all kinds of physical infirmities and difficult circumstances around us. And we can be grossed out. Ooh, gross. We can be, uh, think we're better than somebody else or wonder, you know, as the uh, others in the gospel, you know, you know, the story of the blind man that we read after... Uh, Pascha, you know, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? No, he's blind because you're spiritually blind. <laughs> For the glory of God, that God might be glorified. Maybe we, we run ac across some homeless and, and he, he stinks, putri, putrefied. Ooh, gross! Why is he there? Why did I stumble across this man? Maybe if we apply St. Nikolai's principle here, maybe so I'll realize how much my soul stinks. And so that I'll do something about it. I think it would be an interesting exercise to go through and just, you know, who irritates me? What is it about that person I don't like? Why has God introduced that person into my life that, that I have to deal with this all the time? And then just flip it around and go, because I need to deal with that in my soul. And so he's clamoring by the side of the road, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. You know, he's, he's begging. He's probably got some kind of a pan, clanging his, his pan. And so the people around him basically tell him to be quiet. You're causing some kind of a disturbance. There's an important person coming through here. The ones that were going before. And so he got louder and faster. Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. Louder and faster. When they tried to shut him up. Jesus didn't happen across this man by chance. And so as he appro approaches the man, he says, 
He says, bring him to me. Bring him to me. Let's look at the change in the blind man as he comes into the Lord's presence. In another gospel, this same story is recounted. And it says, he took off his cloak. He took off his cloak and he stood and he went to Jesus. And he said, this time, not Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. He said, when Jesus asked, what do you want me to do for you? He said, Lord, that I might receive my sight. Do you remember the same thing happened with St. Peter when he was fishing? And the Lord performed his first miracle. And the Lord came up, came up to the water and he says, He says, uh, Cast on the right side uh, and you will ca catch a bunch of fish. And Peter said, Master, we have toiled all night, but at your command, we will let down the nets. And of course, they caught this big, huge thing of fish. And then when the Lord approached Peter, Peter bowed and said, Lord, depart from me, for I am a sinful man. When he came close, Lord. And when this blind man came close, he was healed before the Lord restored his sight. Was he not? St. Nikolai says that what it means when it says that he, that he dropped his cloak and he stood up was there the inner meaning of this is that he dropped his sins. He let go of his sins. And he wasn't able to get up. But when the Lord, when, when he heard that the Lord had called him, bring him to me, he let aside all of his sins and he was able to stand up and go to him. And when he came into his presence, he called him Lord. Are you beginning to see now that we're all it's beginning to see that we're all the blind men and we need to do what he did? Saint Nikolai every once in a while offers some uh, commentary of uh, restrained political nature. <laughs> but I want to read to you what he says because it really hit me when, when I read it. He's talking about the men who wanted him to shut up. You know, stop making so much noise. Stop crying out to Jesus. He said, this can happen with individuals, but 
what happens with individuals can also happen with whole peoples. Simple people in their masses over the whole of Europe, for example, cry today to Jesus Christ as their only discerning leader and Savior, while those who lead the nations of Europe mock them, try to silence them, and in some places even forbid the people to pronounce this holy and saving name. Do you feel this attitude coming upon our nation? Where the Christian faith in the name of Jesus Christ in the public square is mocked, is silenced. You're making too much noise. Be quiet. What did he do? He got louder and faster. (laughs) And so, let's each of us go inside today, if only for a moment, and look and and say, where is my spiritual blindness? What do I need to let go of? The church is calling to each and every one of us today. The Lord is calling you. The church's message, the Lord is calling you. Will we let off the cloak of our sins? Will we stand up and go to Jesus and be changed? And know Him as God and believe in Him as the Lord and the God. This is the call of the church of Jesus Christ today to each and every one of us. And so let us lay aside all of our earthly cares and come to Jesus in the body and the blood of the Lord. Amen.